0: Hi, welcome! Make yourself comfortable. My name is Sun and this is a podcast about the United States of America designed for intermediate English language learners. You can read the transcript for free on my website at That's jisunpaschal.com. That's J-I-S-U-N-P-A-S-C-H-A-L lcom I recommend listening to this podcast while you're doing something. That could be cooking, walking, or biking. And with that, let's go ahead and get started with this episode. In some cultures, a person is an adult and lives separately from their parents when they get a job or maybe when they get married. In the United States, for most people, their first experience living on their own is when they go to university. I first want to begin by defining what university is and what other words we have to describe it are. We have free education from kindergarten to the 12th grade in high school. After high school, most students continue their education in university, usually for another four years to get a bachelor's degree. And this is not free. We have to pay tuition for university. Another name for university is college and institution for higher learning. Did you know that there are several types of universities? The two main types are public and private universities. The main difference is that public schools usually get money from the state. So for example, the University of Massachusetts gets money from the state of Massachusetts. Massachusetts is one of the 50 states of the United States. They also usually have lower tuition for people living in the same state. So if you live in Massachusetts, You would pay a lower tuition to attend the University of Massachusetts compared to someone from out of state. All 50 states in the United States have public universities that students can attend. Just a reminder, tuition is the amount of money you have to pay to attend a school. Private schools, on the other hand, usually get their money from tuition that their students pay or through donations. Donations is when somebody gives money for free. To that school. One specific type of private university is a liberal arts school. One specific type of private university is a liberal arts school. A liberal arts school tends to focus on humanities such as literature and history but also on sciences. They usually want to advance their students as thinkers and humans rather than simply preparing them for a job. Another type of institution for higher learning that is public are community colleges. These tend to be a lot cheaper than other types of colleges or universities and usually people only attend a community college for two years and get an associate's degree rather than a bachelor's degree. This brings me to my next point, which is the price of college. The average price of tuition for both public and private universities has increased dramatically, that is to say, by a lot, these past couple of decades. The tuition for a 4-year public university in 2018 is about $20,000 per year, so if you get no financial help and you attend there for all 4 years, you would pay at least $80,000. The tuition of a 4-year private university in 2018 was around $44,000, more than double the tuition for a public university. What a crazy amount of money to have to pay. Of course, most people don't have this kind of money. They don't have money in the bank to pay for their whole tuition. So what do Americans do to pay for college? This brings us to our next section. There are various sources of money that Americans use to pay for college. I'm going to be talking about the three main sources of money that American students use to pay for college. Almost a third of the money to pay for college comes from grants and scholarships. Grants and scholarships are sources of money where the student does not have to repay the money back. It's free money. The difference between grants and scholarships is that grants are dependent on the financial needs of the student and scholarships are dependent on the achievements of the student. So a student that comes from a poor family may get a lot of grant money. And a student that has really good grades and does a lot of sports or volunteering may get more scholarships. Another third of the money that is used to pay for college comes from the savings that the students and their parents have in their bank accounts. I know a lot of students that work part-time in high school because they want to save up money for college. Parents also want their kids to go to college, so they help pay for some of their tuition. The majority of parents who have a child attending college help pay for their college around 83% of parents. The last third of the money to pay for college, approximately, comes from student loans. You may have already heard that student loans are a huge issue in the United States. People have been borrowing more and more money over the years to help pay for college. As a result of borrowing more money, they are also more in debt. One of the consequences of people having more debt after college, is that they put off, that is to say, delay, having a family and buying a house. They aren't able to have a family or buy a house if they are thousands of dollars in debt. Or at least it's much more difficult to do so. The average American owes around $30,000 in student loan debt. So it wouldn't be as easy to start saving up money for a house or apply for a home loan if you are already in debt from going to university. There are some people with over $100,000 of debt. It must be really stressful having to pay back that much. I have even heard of some people who are in so much student loan debt that they don't actually plan on paying it all back. They just plan on paying the minimum amount that is due each month, and carrying out that debt with them until they die. In addition to tuition, there are other costs that come with going to college. Unlike in some other countries, Americans usually attend a college that is in a different city from where their parents are. This could mean going to a different city, but in the same state, or going to a different state. I went to the other side of the country from my mom when I went to university. My older brother went to a different country, kind of. And my little brother also went to a different state. This means that another big cost of attending college are dormitories. Or to say it more shortly, dorms. Another name for this is student housing. Dorms are where students live while they are attending university. Dorms are owned by the university, so students pay the school directly to live in one of these dorms. When I was living in a dorm, it was just two beds, two desks, drawers for clothes, a mini fridge, and a microwave. I didn't have a private bathroom. I had to share the bathroom with everyone on my floor, and I didn't have access to a kitchen. I didn't stay in a dorm for all four years of university. In my third year, I decided to move to an apartment that was off campus, so off the school land. I was further away from my classes, but I got my own room, I got a kitchen, I only had to share the bathroom with one other person, and it was cheaper than living in a dorm. For me, I think living in a dorm cost around $600 a month, and living in an apartment cost around $450 per month. Some students can't afford to live in a dorm or in an apartment. The issue of homeless students, or students living without a home because they can't afford one, is a growing concern. It's becoming a bigger issue. There are some students who live out of their cars. They sleep in their cars, and to take a shower, they usually go to a gym like Planet Fitness, which has gym memberships for only $10 a month. The issue of homelessness is affecting around 3 out of 20 students attending a 4-year college and almost 2 out of 10 students attending a 2-year college. We keep hearing that college is becoming more and more expensive, but why is that? There's a lot of opinions out there on what are the main things that are making tuition more expensive, so here are just some of the things causing tuition to become more expensive one of them is that the state and local community is giving less money to universities so public universities usually get money from people who pay taxes and this helps lower their tuition however over the past several decades public universities have been getting less money from the state so they make up for that loss by increasing the tuition So now the students have to pay more money because the university isn't getting as much money from the government. Another reason why tuition is more expensive is because it's becoming easier for students to get a lot of money through loans. 18 year olds are able to borrow a lot more money than they used to a few decades ago. So schools are able to increase the price of tuition because they know that these students can easily borrow more and more money. Perhaps another reason why tuition has become so expensive is because they are offering more amenities. Amenities are the extra fancy things. For example, some universities offer free gym memberships and free pool access as amenities. Of course, these aren't actually free because you are paying for them by paying more in tuition. Getting students to attend your university is becoming more competitive, so they have to make new and cool things. They have to make sure that their buildings look nice and their lawns have fresh flowers. They want students to think, oh wow, I want to attend this university because they have all these new things. But as a result, the cost of tuition is also going up. Even though attending college is becoming more and more expensive, it's something that is also becoming more and more necessary. People with a college degree earn significantly more money than people who only have a high school diploma. They also tend to have lower rates of unemployment, so people with a college degree are more likely to have a job than be unemployed compared to people with a high school diploma. This doesn't mean that people who do not have a college degree can't be successful but it is much more difficult to get a job that you want or change your career if you don't have a college degree. I want to talk a little bit about what the daily schedule for a college student is like. I remember before I went to college, what the schedule of a college student was like confused me the most. I know what the schedule for high school was like. You wake up at 6.30 in the morning, and then you go to school, which starts at around 7.30 or 7.45 then around two or three you go home well college schedule is a bit different you have more flexibility in what you do so for example maybe three out of five days of the week you have four classes and on the other two days you are only taking two classes an example schedule could be that your first class starts at 9 a.m which lasts for one hour and then you go to your next class which starts at 10 a.m Then you have two hours for lunch or maybe taking a nap back at your dorm. And then your next class starts at one in the afternoon. Then in the evenings, you have clubs, sports or studying. Something that is very common for college students to do is something we call pulling an all nighter. This means that you didn't sleep at all at night because you were doing something else, most commonly studying or doing homework. So, maybe you could have a conversation like this. Hey, why didn't you come back to the dorms last night? I couldn't. I was in the library pulling an all-nighter trying to study for the exam today. Of course, I wouldn't recommend anyone pulling an all-nighter to study for an exam. Experiments show that the best thing you should do to help you perform well on a test or an exam is rest. You need to give your brain an opportunity to organize the information that it absorbed during the day. Pulling an all-nighter is probably the worst thing you could do before an exam. In my life, I think I only had to pull an all-nighter twice. I'm someone who really values sleep and making sure that I get around eight to nine hours of sleep every night. But in university, I had to pull a couple of all-nighters because I needed to write a lab report. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of the podcast, learning about how universities work in the United States. You can find the full transcript on jisunpascha I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.